What's up, guys? It's Amazon Goddess Miss Molly. I know I haven't recorded an episode in so long. I know. I'm slacking and my intention's elsewhere, so forgive me for not being what you guys want me to be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my life has been hectic and I sound like shit. I know that. Um, but that's just, you're going to have to deal with it. Just like every other recording that I've done for this show, you guys just deal with it. Um, but I figured, you know, I was sitting here talking to my dog, um, going through life's mishaps or life's challenges or just going through life. (laughs) Um, and I was actually thinking to myself, you know what, maybe someone somewhere needs to actually hear this. Maybe someone somewhere, my viewers have, are going through the similar thing and, and they need to hear it from somebody else that they're not alone. Um, and you know, when you are trying to love and addiction is a part of it, I think that from my experiences, it's more of an eye opener about how you feel about yourself. I know that people always say, pay attention to who you have around you, pay attention to your friends, pay attention to this. But what about paying attention to ourselves? Like, when do we pay attention to actually see, like, how it is that we really feel about ourselves? Like, how do I, you know what? We, they say, like, oh, I respect myself. And, oh, I, you know what I mean? You know, oh, I love myself. But what does that really mean? I mean, from what I do every day for a living, you know, you guys hear about my random ass stories with all these subs that come in and out, you know, that I have these weird sessions and so on and so forth, that the connections that I make with the doms and, and, and the drama that happens in between us. But let's get real. Let's actually talk about it. Let's talk about when's the last time that we actually turned it inside? I mean, like, when did we actually turn it inside and actually say, this is why I feel the way that I feel? Or this is why I went through why I went through. And this is why I've had to stop it when I stopped it. I know that no matter what book that you read, no matter who you talk to, psychologist, teacher, whoever it is, but I know someone somewhere now, because it's such an epidemic, the opiates epidemic is something that is unavoidable. It's not something that you just go down the dark alley and you could just, you know, <laughs> my, I mean, that's that's the shelter that I grew up in. You go down the dark alley to get your drug addiction fed. <laughs> but it, <laughs> in all reality, it happens to the soccer moms, you know. <coughs> Again, sorry, I'm losing my voice, but it doesn't happen that way, does it? It happens to everyday individuals. It happens to those that we love the most. It happens to our parents. It happens to moms, dads, grandparents. It happens to anybody. It doesn't have a specific type. And I think that what happens the most from my experience and from just my own experience of loving someone with an addiction to opiates, it's it's something that... I want to say it almost forces you to turn it inward because their actions are so outside themselves. Their actions are so not like them that you begin to question, what the fuck are you seeing? Like, what what the hell did you see? Did you see something or was it just something you made up in your head because you were emotionally driven and you wanted this something to be so bad? So you allowed your emotions to take over and you allowed your your emotional mind to just see only what that was. That's something to think about. I know that I can admit my own faults. I can admit my own wrongs. I can admit, you know, hey, until I let it go or until I admit it, I'm not going to be able to understand it. I'm not going to be able to stop it from repeating. You know, there's something that every person who's ever been in a relationship or any type of relationship with a friend or a partner or whoever, whatever it is, at some point you have to sit down and wonder, okay, why are all of them going bad? 
Like, there, there's a common denominator there. But when it comes to an addiction, when it comes to loving someone with an addiction, especially an addiction to opiates, I feel like it forces you. It actually forces you to sit down with yourself and actually have to think and be with your emotions. And that's like the only way that you can process them. I know there's therapists. I know there's books. I know there's so much out there that can help you. Some people it works for, some people it don't. But what really matters and what really, from my experience, is actually just sitting there and feeling every single emotion and trying to understand them. I have an overanalyzing brain. (laughs) As everyone knows, whoever has to deal with me, I'll overanalyze everything. But why try and stop it? I'm just going to let my brain do what it does and then just work it to my benefit. Not everybody needs to know how I come to that conclusion. Just know that I did. (laughs) Not everybody needs to know why I made the decision that I did. Just know that I did. (laughs) And that comes with holding me accountable to my actions. Holding me accountable to my word. And I feel like once you find yourself in a... uh, Mingled up into this, this, this opiate addiction, you start to question that. I think you start to question what 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 lo- what is love? What is affection? What is what type of love is it? What what type of loves are there? It it hurts because it, it not only makes you question everything that you felt so strongly about, but it ma- makes you reevaluate your everything about yourself. And instead of using it like a negative thing, I've used it as a positive thing. That's why y'all get to listen to me talk. <laughs> But instead of using it in a negative way, why not use it in a positive way? Why not be a positive reinforcement in in knowing that this is not that person? This this epidemic, this 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 you know that's going on right now within just from the prescription to the heroin to to whatever it is, but the opiate addiction itself, that this is epidemic. What what if we try to approach it in more of a positive manner? Would it still be that appealing? Would it be handled differently? Would they handle it differently? I can only tell you from my own experience from loving the way that I believe you should love yourself, the way that you know my higher power, my God um, has said to love yourself. Once I practiced loving someone in that manner and reminded myself to love them in that manner, no matter what happened, no matter what was said, no matter what happened in the past, no matter what lie was told, no matter what kind of betrayal happened. In the back of my head, I would always say, you know, no tit for tat. You know, you gotta, you gotta love them and you gotta love them back whole. Um, but at what point do you stop? At what point do you stop and you kind of pull it inward and say, you know what, what I'm doing is just confusing them more. At what point do you stop and say, I can't love you this way anymore because it goes against how I feel and then be okay to let them walk away I think that's probably one of the hardest things that anybody can relate to is just letting someone walk away especially when you know the older (laughs) I'm not that old but (laughs) you know when you've been around or you've been you've had life experiences that have taught you um, otherwise you just want so bad to just grab somebody by their neck and just ring them and just be like, nah, just listen to me. But it, it, when's the last time anybody ever listened to them? <laughs> when's the last time anybody listened to anybody that said, just listen to me, I know what's right? <laughs> Nobody. But having an approach of uh, more of a compassion individual, like a compassionate individual, someone who's loyal, someone who's uh, trusting, someone who's loving unconditionally 
I think that amongst being able to do that for someone else, it wasn't really for somebody else. It was for myself. I want to say like that's the positive in it. I want to say I've learned boundaries. I've learned disrespect. I've learned how to maneuver my mind, I guess you could say, and work it in the benefit for me. I've learned what I will choose to accept and what I won't choose to accept. I've learned not to doubt myself when I see something. I've learned not to second guess myself. And all that ever did in the past was just keep me in my emotions. Just kept me feeling some type of way because that's what people do in addiction. They're unable to control their emotions. They're they're emotionally driven, but in 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 a negative way. I feel like it's almost towards a, I guess we could say book term wise, uh, self-destructive. <laughs> and who am I to stop it? You know, who am I or who is anybody to come in the middle of that and allow you allow what you're doing in an opposite manner even mean anything to them? Like, who am I to even think that it would matter? And then I think that's where it made me kind of focus inward of was it more of a, a a fantasy that that I seen that it could have possibly been? I know a lot of people talk about you can't stay in love with the possibility of who someone could be. Um, you can't stay in love with the possibility of what you want them to be. You have to understand who they are, and you have to love them anyways. But I, I feel like it's a different type of love when it comes to an opiate addiction. Um, I'm such an emotional person that I wondered sometimes would it be as hard to love someone from afar than to constantly be that reminder of they can do better. I almost feel like, I wonder if it would be as hard to love someone from afar with this addiction than it would be to constantly allow them to let you down. I wonder what the difference would be. Would there be any difference? I mean, when you love someone, you love them for everything that they are. You can't hold a grudge against them. I mean, that's the hardest thing that you can do is hold a grudge against somebody. I mean, from my experiences, it's not the easiest thing to do. I'm not a grudge-holding type of person. I'm a person that allows people to, to, to multiple times <laughs> take advantage of them, um, take advantage of me, um, and treat me less than. Because I have this hope that someday they'll realize what I've allowed and want to change. But as everybody knows, nobody can change unless they want to, um, unless it gets uncomfortable. And that goes back to when I had met a client one time, a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Um, He came and see me and I was dealing with somebody else in my life who had an opiate addiction. And he said um, her life needed to be worse than her cure. And at the time, I really didn't take it for what it was saying, but because I was taking it more literally. <clears throat> but if I think about it now with this open mind and my own way of thinking, the way that they're living has to be worse than getting sober. It has to be. But how do you allow someone that you, you love do that to themselves? Like, it's so hard for me to to make it worse. Like, I feel like, what if there was a positive approach to, you don't have to be like that. You don't have to run from yourself. 
You don't have to treat people like this. You don't. You're choosing to. And surround and when you're surrounding yourself with those type of people who share the same addiction, who understand it, I guess in their terms, who get it from that point of view, of course it's going to be selfish. And of course they're the odd one out would be me. And being forced to be a part of that has only made me feel stronger in knowing what type of person that I am. I know that I only have control over myself and I know that no matter what anybody says, especially, you know, the one that I love with this addiction, that they can never make me doubt that. Nobody deserves to be treated less than. Nobody deserves to be manipulated. Nobody deserves to be treated like they're disposable. They don't. I don't care how many times somebody told you that you do. I don't care how many times somebody told you that that's, that's all you're going to get. Yeah, maybe that's all you got right now, but that doesn't mean that's what you're always going to get. I feel like almost like am I doing more damage and confusion and trying to hold on to someone um, with this addiction and show them better and show them otherwise than it would be just to suck it up and let it go. And I came to another, you know, understanding that once you let things go, you have an understanding to them. Um, you have to let them go. You have to let everything go in your life. And, and, and until you have an understanding of what that truly is, that's not going to happen until you let it go. It's not. But what do you do when somebody keeps holding on? How do you make sure that you don't forget that when you have days or when you have moments that you see that person of who they are come out and they treat you with the respect that you deserve that they treat you like they always have treated you um they love you the way that they've always loved you um you guys get along like you always get along how or who or what way do you keep reminding yourself that it's it's not gonna be there forever like how do you lose out on that hope that this isn't the time that they're going to remember? This is the time that they're going to say, oh, you know what? I remember what it felt like to feel like this. I remember what it felt like to do right by people like this. I remember what it felt like. I remember me. How do you let go of the hope of this is that time? That time that you connect again with the person that you love and, and, and you see that person for who they are outside of their addiction. Like, you feel like you can almost talk sense to that person. Like, you feel like you can actually hurry up and talk and say everything that you need to say because they're actually listening and it's not the addiction. Um, hurry up and say what you need to say because it's not, you know, anything that's going to be said is going to be regretful on their end. How do you let go of that hope? And I feel like the only way that anyone is actually going to fix it is... Letting go of that hope as well. Once they let go of the hope of wanting better, once they let go of the hope of thinking that they can get better, once they let go of the hope of everybody wants to do wrong by them or everybody wants to do right by them or, you know, that everyone's out to get them, once they let go of that hope and accept what it is, I feel like that's almost admitting to themselves that there's something wrong. You know, the first step in addiction is always admitting that you have an, you have an addiction, right? <laughs> I guess that's what they say. The first step in addiction is admitting you have an addiction. But where is the addiction at? Is it the heartbreak? 
Is it the relationships you have in your life? Is it the lifestyle that you have? How many addictions do you have? Just because you have an addiction doesn't mean it's just one. I mean, I know I have my own. But when do you say, you know what? Okay, I accept this. And then start to challenge it. When do you start to challenge what you're doing and how you're living? If it's not going to come from anybody else, it has to come from you, right? And I think that by loving someone with an addiction, I wondered if it would ever be harder to just kind of treat them accordingly. And I can tell you from experience that doing it both ways is, is it's not the not, not one way is easier than the other. Treating them accordingly to their addiction, treating them accordingly to their actions doesn't change anything within you. Treating them accordingly to how they treat you doesn't affect anything in their mind. I feel almost like when it comes to the opiate addiction, I feel like almost it's a it's more of like a cry for help. And then you have to be a strong person in order to not let them make you go against what you feel is respectable and not make you go against what you feel is the right thing to do because that's what's going to happen. Does that stop you from loving that person anymore? No. Does that stop you from wanting better for that person? No. But I think one of the hardest things is to watch them destroy their life and everything that they have good going for them just because of an addiction. When if they would have just took the time out and actually worked with the person that was trying to love them the way that they deserve to be loved, they'd probably get through life a lot faster, or this addiction a lot faster, a lot easier. Instead of tearing everybody down with them. Because a drug means more to them than anything in this world. A drug or a high or to allow the disrespect to be around them constantly means more to them than anything good that you try to show them. It does. And no matter what kind of smart comments and no matter when you get those glimpses of that person coming back from that addiction, no matter if it's an hour or if it's 10 minutes, when you have just those minutes, you have to stay grounded and remember that it's not going to stay forever. That addiction is going to come back sooner or later and it's going to do everything it can to hurt you. You can't let it hurt you. You can't. I know that right now I'm recording... And I know that this that's why you guys enjoy listening to my podcast because I am honest and I do keep it 100. <laughs> no matter how embarrassing it is and no matter who I have on my show, you guys know that you love me and I am real. Um, that's what I'm experiencing now and that's what I'm currently going through in this moment. Um, it's definitely hard to watch someone make you... Someone, I don't know if they really knowingly know it or not, but I guess he will now because he's going to hear me, right? <clears throat> knowingly do actions to make you feel less than what you know you are to knowingly deliberately do specific things to hurt you because all you ever tried to do was love them the way that they deserve to be loved and all you tried to do was hope and pray and love them the way that they taught you how to love them they taught you how to love yourself that way but their actions are actually the quite opposite all they're there is to do is to hurt you And so long as you hold on to that person and the tighter that you hold on to that person, the more opportunity you're giving them to destroy you. The more opportunity you're giving them to make you doubt everything that they just showed you. And at some point you have to walk away and let it go. No matter how much you love that person like they deserve to be loved until they love themselves in that manner, they're only going to reciprocate 
what they're around. And if they're not choosing to spend their time wisely or appreciate the time that God has given them, they're going to misplace their appreciation for time in things that don't matter. And to people that don't reinforce the good qualities in them, but only reinforce the bad things in them. They only reinforce all of those negative beliefs, all of the statistics that are out there. And no matter how much they hurt you and you watch them walk away, you have to let them. And that's okay. It's okay to put you first. Just like they're putting themselves and their addiction first. It's okay. You're going to be stronger when you come out from this. People are going to love you the way that you deserve from this. God is not going to take something out of your life and replace it with negative. He's not. And I had to watch the love of my life walk out of my life and choose his addiction over me. I had to watch someone so selfishly pack their things. Knowingly know it destroys me. And knowingly know that this is the choice that they're making. And I had to, you know, thank God I had you guys and I sat here and I, you know, was able to talk through it and I recorded and I haven't stopped. And I know that right now it may not make sense to me and that's okay. Right now I know what I deserve and I know that it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Some days will be easier than others, but so long as I stick with allowing them to continue to make these choices on their own and not have any part of it, whether that be by confusing them or not, I'm gonna be okay in the end. I'm gonna be okay. Somehow, way, I found some weird ass strength in all of this and it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that it's, you know, when you have a different outlook on it, when you have a positive outlook on it, I'm a stronger person now because of it. I am more aware of who I am and how much I love myself because of this. And I can tell you what, from here on out, even though I'm just 33 years old, I'll never let anyone ever make me doubt myself. I'll never let anyone with an addiction, I'll never let another any person that I have in my life make me doubt what I see, make me doubt myself and love myself any less than what I deserve. And just because somebody can't give it to you and they'd rather give it to a drug doesn't mean that you're less. The only person that's gonna hurt in the end by holding on to loving unconditionally in an addict is you. The only person that's gonna hurt in the end is the person that's left behind because that addiction will take everyone down around it and take everything from that person. And then and only then will there be change. So I guess it's really not that hard, huh? I guess having a different outlook on it is really not that hard. By not refusing or by not allowing that addiction to take me down as well, 
I had to lose someone very special to me. Not only once, but twice. Just now. And my love for them won't ever change. They're wonderful people. Sometimes I wish God never even let our paths cross because it's so hard letting them go. It's hard letting people go, period. Especially when you see what they're settling for or what they're settling with or what they're, you know, giving into. They deserve to be loved just like anybody else. They deserve to be held accountable for their words just like anybody else. They deserve to be loyal to and they deserve every fucking thing that anybody else gets, that anybody else deserves. Just when they're able to reciprocate it, when they're able to give it back, because all they're gonna do is take and take everything you can give and not even bat an eye. And I think that's what hurts the most. But that's it. Let me stop breaking down in front of you guys. Let me stop rambling on about things that is going on in my life right now. Um, again, like I, I don't know who this is going to reach. I don't know how many of you guys are going to actually listen to it. But I do appreciate all of my listeners. And I do appreciate that you guys appreciate the fact that I'm real. Um, and that I, I share my life uh, situations with you. I, I have been open about it 24-7. Um, so if there's any comments, feedbacks, whatever, you guys have any questions, um, I'm all here, so just let me know, and I'm right here. It's the Amazon goddess from the Phenom Goddess Sisterhood. Um, you can't sit here. 